0: Now this is, now we can real I really think we can sink our teeth. This takes some, uh, some explaining. Uh, number 49 is 2 Samuel chapter 7. In fact, number 49, number 50, number 51, uh, all refer to this same passage. And what I might do, if it's okay, Rabbi, I might read uh, from 12 to 16. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 says, uh, When your days are fulfilled, now if I remember correctly, this is Nathan speaking. Uh, Nathan speaking to David. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you. Um, this is, yeah. So this is this is God speaking through the prophet Natan to David, uh, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity. I will chasten him with the rod of men, with the blows of the sons of men. But my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, uh, who I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever, according to all these words, according to all this vision. So Nathan spoke to David. Uh, Clearly, this is talking about Solomon. Now, the first one, uh, first verse of that, uh, which was verse 12. It makes reference to David's seed, and it's, um, it takes us in this list to Matthew chapter 1, which says uh, the book. Uh, of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the Son of David, the son of abraham it 's not just the Son of David, clearly, according to um, these verses, this passage in in second Samuel chapter seven it 's uh, uh, through David and through Solomon shall the messiah come is that is that fair to say yes it's i mean it 's very clear uh, from a number of scriptures
1: actually um, you know I remember from geometry we had the difference between a point and a line and a line. Was defined as something that goes through two points Mm -hmm. and so we have a messianic line and it's called a line because it goes through david and solomon i mean that the bible tells us that um the line of david will be established forever and the same promise is made to solomon that his uh family line will be preserved forever as king so we have this promise that any future king has to be a descendant of both David and Solomon. Um, that becomes. And then we're simple. talking.
0: Just let's, let me. This is a little bit beside the point, but he, he has to be a direct paternal descendant from Solomon. Is it fair to say that? Yeah, because um, if Solomon is the is
1: the is the end point of that line, it's got to come through Solomon. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if he's
0: from Solomon, he's going back to David uh, as that's well. Right. Um, okay, so from father to father to father to father, all the way down. Now, now we we hear about uh, Rehavam, of course. In do we hear about any other sons of uh, Solomon? I know I'm getting off topic, but I'm just curious. Do we hear about any other sons of Solomon?
1: I think the, the scripture mentions quite a
0: few of them. He's a guy because that had he. He had a thousand wives. <laughs> he had a thousand. Wives. Well, he had. He had about. A, I mean, I think a third of them were his wives, and the rest of them were concubines. But he had. He had a thousand in his. Uh, I mean, this was a busy guy. I mean, I don't have to go into detail, but if we do the math, he could have. He could have thousands of kids. I mean, half of those have got to be male. We don't. We don't. I mean, do, I guess my question is, and again, this is off topic, but does the Uh, the coming Mashiach, does he have to be not only do we expect him to to be through Rehoboam or could it be through any of these? Uh, As far as I understand
1: it just simply has to go through Solomon Um, and 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 any descendant of Solomon. It's interesting that one of the claims that that I hear frequently is uh, the claim that well if Jesus was not the Messiah how will we ever have one because it's claimed that the uh... genealogical records that were kept in the holy temple in jerusalem were destroyed in the year seventy when the temple was destroyed and therefore there wouldn't be any access for people to know uh... who really is a descendant of david and solomon anymore you know it's a very common uh... that's raised by by christians and uh... so i'll spend two minutes just clarifying this Um, First of all, it's an urban myth, it's an urban legend. There were no such comprehensive genealogical databases kept in the Holy Temple. They weren't,
0: you know... It wasn't like the church in Utah of the Mormons, right? No, they weren't the
1: NSA, they weren't the Mormon church. Um, And it's interesting that that only about a third or half of the Jews back then were living in Israel. The rest of them were really living outside the land, and, you know, Mm. their records wouldn't have been kept there anyway. But... uh, no there were no such um, data banks of people 's genealogy kept in the temple. The way people would know their genealogy is because their parents told them i it 's quite as mm-hmm. simple as that. If you go back to you know the first priest, for example, which would have been Aaron, so mm-hmm. how would aaron 's children know that they were priests because their father would tell them and yep. you know, the, the, people if you came from a, a line, a family that was an important family, there was significance. You know, your your father would say, you know, kid, you're from a very special line. You're a priestly descendant, and you're a priest, and you have special rights and privileges and responsibilities. So people mm-hmm. would know because their parents told them. If someone came from the line of David and Solomon, you're part of the royal line. And so your parents would tell you, you know, kid, you come from a very special family. You're a, de- a royal descendant. So that's how people knew their genealogy. They were simply told by their family. Now, the truth is that people did keep private genealogical records, and Mm -hmm. to this day, there are many Jewish families that have what are called Sifrei yuchsin, books of genealogy, and people today, many people, can trace themselves all the way back to King David through his son Solomon. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not just one or two, there are actually many such people. Um, I'll tell you just something interesting. I have a neighbor that uh, last year I was at their house for Shabbat, and they have a genealogical record tracing them all the way back, believe it or not, to Adam and Eve. Because if you can I've, go... I've, I've met people like that. Yeah. I, yeah. They have it written, by the way. So because anyway, if they, you can
0: go to Aaron,
1: yes. there's no problem to go further back. Even if you can go to King David, you know you, the Bible yeah. can take you back. So, there are such records. Now, the skeptic might ask... And, I mean, we could still ask the same thing about the gospel records, which try to chase Jesus' genealogy. But the skeptic could say, look, you know, uh, maybe your neighbor made it up. You know, they have some fantasy about being descendants of, you know, David. And, you know, who knows what they wrote down is accurate. So the question is, how do we really know for sure? You know, when the Messiah finally comes, that they really are the descendant of King David. Mm -hmm. How do we Mm -hmm. know for sure? So one of the things the Bible speaks about, I think actually we're going to even run into this tonight possibly, is that the Bible says that um, before the coming of the Messiah, before that great and awesome day of the Lord, Elijah the prophet will return. There'll be a bodily, uh, he will come back, he never
0: died. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. So,
1: one of the explanations of what that means is, and it makes sense, is that as a prophet, he will have prophetic abilities to know the truth, not just normal Mm. human abilities. And one of the things Elijah will do with prophetic certainty is he will clarify people's family
0: lines genealogical lines he will let people know if they really are Do you know it's so funny that we're talking about this because i was having a conversation with my wife earlier today and i said Do you know i wonder where it says you know i will send elijah are we talking about uh, uh elijah or are we are we talking about a um uh a descendant of or, or or a type of elijah or something like that in the same way that uh the the tanakh sometimes talks about david is it actually talking about the son of David as the Mashiach and so on and so forth? They said, "What if Elijah is in fact some kind of a geneticist, a scientist that that uh, does study in in DNA and so so on and so forth?" Because, and I say that a little tongue in cheek, but but the thing is that uh, we often see, uh, particularly at the moment with the whole Israel Gaza conflict. I know we're off topic, but this is great—the whole Israel and Gaza topic. We we, we see a lot of uh, anti-Semitism come out, and one, and one expression of that anti-Semitism uh, is the. Um, the claim that the uh, Ashkenazi Jews are fake Jews, they actually descend from the, uh, the Khazars, and uh, uh, they shouldn't be in the land anyway, and so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I have met, you have met, many Kohanim that uh, have a uh, an established family tree that goes all the way back to Aaron, uh, Ashkenazi uh, uh, just for an example. And how is one to explain that? Well, then they have to say, oh, they made it up. They want to be important. They're lying. But the, but the, the DNA says that's not true. They're not making it up because when you compare what, what uh, this family says and the, the other family that says the same thing and uh, you, you take all of these uh, coeneme DNA and compare them, there is very clearly a link. That says yes, they're telling the truth.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine uh, actually wrote the definitive book on this topic. His name is Rabbi Kleinman, and uh, he shows that there were specific, there are specific genetic markers for mm. Kohanim for priests, and uh, so I think that when we speak about Elijah returning, since he didn't die, we're told in the prophets in the Bible that he went straight up to heaven bodily. Um, so it speaks about him. It's interesting. The, the uh, passage we'll get to it in Malachi, I believe, um, hmm. uses the the, um, the word Hebrew word "et" that who will return. It will be "et Eliyahu Hanavi. and that's a word in Hebrew which precedes a direct object of a sentence. So it's telling mm-hmm. you that it will be Elijah himself who will return. But whether it's Elijah or some you know uh, you know descendant of Elijah, whatever, it's not really important. The point is that there'll be a prophet. Who at that time will be able to clarify people's pedigree, and mm. you know that's how we will know whether someone really is a descendant of David. Now, but it,
0: but it is it is defined by the uh, by the Y chromosome, which is only in 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 the male, and uh, it's passed from male to from, from father to son, to father to son, and so on and so forth. Um, which which is interesting when when you come to the verse that you that you highlighted. Yeah, and and that's important here because in Second Samuel seven.
1: Um, You know, our list tells us that somehow it's predicting that the Messiah will be from David's seed. That's true. Um, Mm -hmm. That's certainly true. Um, It's not really here a a prophecy about the Messiah per se. It's really a requirement of any descendant, any king must be from David's seed. It's not simply limited Mm -hmm. to, because as you said, Second Samuel is, in context, speaking specifically about Solomon. It clarifies it by saying that he will build God's house, which is what Solomon did. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the problem, I suppose, is that we see in the Hebrew Scriptures, one good example is uh, the first chapter in the book of Numbers, that family lines go through the father's uh, uh, genealogy, meaning that if you have... A uh, man from tribe A who marries a woman from tribe B, the kids are A, not Bs. Mm. And yeah. the problem is that, at least according to the Christian scriptures, Jesus did not have an earthly father. So um, he really wouldn't have a genealogy tracing him back to uh, King David. That's, that's a, a sort of a standard problem that people have mm. raised with the gospel accounts is that they go to such great lengths in Matthew 1 and Luke 3 to trace Jesus back to David, but then they shoot themselves in the foot by insisting that that
0: Joseph was not really Jesus' father. It's, so, it's amazing, isn't it? Because it begins, as, as I just read, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. And we're talking about uh, paternal heritage there, and, and and yet it goes on to create a story of uh, divine. Well, I would say disconnection, meaning that it
1: it, it basically it, it's really tracing Matthew one and Luke three are tracing Joseph's genealogy, um, but then they insist that Joseph was not the father of mm. Jesus. In which case, self defeating you know, Jesus, right? But you know, even if Joseph was the father of Jesus, which I would imagine he must have been, uh, I, I would say he's the most likely candidate. Mm. Um, that's still. In, point, in terms of what this list is trying to accomplish, the fact that you're a descendant of David doesn't mean you're the Messiah. I mean, at, at mm-hmm. best, the, the most that uh, the Christian apologist can can really put together here is that uh, 2 Samuel 7 is telling us the Messiah will be a descendant of David and that Jesus descended from David, so fine. But that's not a, a proof that he was the
0: Messiah. It's not. So, it's, it's interesting, um, and maybe we'll touch on this a little later, but of course, in Matthew, in, at least in the genealogy, uh, despite all of that, it does include David, but it also does include Solomon. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to go to number 50, because this is one of my favorites so far. Number 50 is uh, referencing 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 14a. Fourteen A. That's very important. That, that, means, we put it's, that, little that means it's Canadian. Fourteen <laughs> <laughs> A. It says the Son of God, and then it references. It goes to. Uh, it goes to Luke, and what it says in uh, Luke is that uh, he will be great. Well, let me read fourteen A. First, it says, "I will be his father, and he shall he shall be my son." Stop. Don't read any further. Go to Luke one thirty two. He will be great. Uh, he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Now, if you keep reading Second Samuel seven fourteen, if you read the verse in its entirety and don't take out little phrases here and there, it says, I will be his father. He shall be my son. Of course, we know this is speaking of Solomon, as we just mentioned. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. Well, we can't. We can't have that relating to Jesus. We need to put a little A there at the end of 14 and say it's only the first part of this verse that is a reference to Jesus. The rest of it doesn't apply to him. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, look, uh, you know, anyone that's studying the Bible carefully will see that this passage in Second Samuel is obviously speaking about Solomon. And it's not referring to, you know, anyone that's going to be living hundreds of years later, um, and certainly Christians would not be happy thinking about the idea that Jesus was a sinner. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're going to see other passages, this is not the only one, other passages on this list where, uh, you know, it's speaking about someone who clearly is a sinner, um, but the Christian interpretation is forced to sort of disregard that part of the verse, um, hmm. So yeah, this is again n- not a prophecy about the Messiah per se. It's it's a pro- it's speaking about a Messiah, which is Solomon. Anyone that was anointed was a Messiah. Um,
0: and again, there's no real connection in this passage to Jesus. So this is nothing new. Number fifty-one, Second Samuel chapter seven sixteen. We read that this one says uh, on the list of David's house established forever. It gives the reference of Luke. Three, oh, this is great. It gives the reference of Luke 3.31. Now, it, it, yeah, in, in 2 Samuel 7.16, it says, Your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. You go to uh, Luke 3.31 and it says, the, it's part of the genealogy in Luke, which is different to the one in Matthew, the son of Natan, the son of David. That's the wrong son! Right. I, th- I think as far as I remember, Luke goes through Nathan. Um, he does! Yeah. He's got Nathan. He's got, the Natan. He's got Nathan. And it's the wrong son. I mean, here we're clearly, clearly, Second Samuel 7, we're talking about uh, Solomon. Uh, that's undisputed. But uh, they've referenced Luke, which doesn't go through Solomon. It goes through Nathan, again, self-defeating. Yeah, that's a problem, <laughs> I would say. That doesn't you know, work. Is,
1: when you study Second Samuel seven sixteen. you know, the, the passage is speaking about a political dynasty, a, uh, a political royal family who's going to rule and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's something which doesn't apply. You know, Jesus always made the point of saying his kingdom was not of this world. Uh, because obviously, since Jesus did not have a political real kingdom, so the Christian narrative is forced to say that his kingdom was really a spiritual kingdom. And it didn't even have anything to do with a, a real political dominion of rulership, of being a real king in the sense that he had power and domain and, and rulership. There was no political dynasty that was established with the line of Jesus. No. Um, so, you know, again, when you read Second Samuel 7 carefully, uh, it's describing something very, very different than what ultimately became of Christianity. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely.